Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Zone, the conference championship weekend edition. I am your host, Dustin Baker, here with Wes Johnson out west, Cody Spears down south, and Jason Bowen in the Midwest. We're going to chat about Bengals Chiefs foremost, and then in the NFC, the 49ers and Eagles, two outstanding matchups in the conference championships. And then, since it's only two games to unpack, we'll go through some Brady stuff, some Rogers stuff, and whatever topics come to mind on this edition, January 25th of NFL Trend Zone. Foremost, though, betonline.ag, that's our sponsor. That's who we're talking about at the top of the show. BetOnline remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and all that good stuff. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, Player news and game trends at Bet Online, with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, leagues, and events. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use this promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet Online. Where the game starts. Championship Sunday is upon us. What are we about three, four, four days away now? And one thing that struck me in the immediate aftermath, and I'm, I think you fellows will agree, and even this week is that it feels like it's not the first time, but the first time in a while where all four opponents seem equally as good in the championship, you know, round. Now, last week, last year, all teams were pretty good. And I think back to maybe was it 2019 when the Titans somehow got in there and they felt like just a goofy bastard to be in there. However, all four of these teams, like when you sit down to pick them, you're like, Jesus, I don't even know who to pick, how I could pick road and home doesn't even seem to matter. Uh, They all seem equally as formidable, which I really can't remember recently. Again, there's always good football teams on championship Sunday, but these, these games feel equitable. So Wes, I'm starting with you, sir, in the NFC. It is the Brock Purdy-led Niners and the Eagles, who whose trenches are glorious, just like the 49ers. Size this game up for us, my man. Yeah, this is going to be a, a gladiator match. Uh, the, both these teams are dynamic. Um, they bring something a little bit different uh, to the table and both want to run the football. Um, both have phenomenal defenses. They're deep at all three levels. Uh, I don't believe there's really a standout injury for either team that's going to hold them back. I mean, obviously the 49ers rolling in with the third string quarterback isn't ideal, but it's not something new. It's mm-hmm. not something that and nobody cares either. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
Purdy having the lack of experience might finally catch up. Uh, this Eagles defense has been opportunistic. Uh, they get to the quarterback. Um, I think that's going to prove to be enough for this Philadelphia team to uh, beat the 49ers. Um, I kind of like the the 49ers to, to win uh, for the sake of the small amount of Brock Purdy stock I have in Dynasty as uh, <laughs> I, I do believe if if they go to a Super Bowl and then go on to win the Super Bowl, I think it's hard for the Niners to move on from Brock Purdy uh, for Trey Lance. Um, yeah, I, I just think it, it it puts them in a situation where you know how how can they move on from from uh, Purdy for somebody that's really unproven who's been out of football for uh essentially uh, at that point it'll be almost what four years yeah so yeah, he's, um, he's slow cooking okay just slow cooking <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, it's I'm, unplugged cody <laughs> the slow with, cooker's unplugged <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm with us that they're even unless they just get smoked 59 nothing or some shit on sunday which won't happen there's no way that you can look pretty in the face and be like, well, it was probably just a big smoke screen. Like we're going back to the other guy because we don't know right now that Bert, uh, Purdy isn't like Brady from 2000. You might right now go, oh, there's no way Brady's the goat. Yeah, of course he is. But we don't know that right now. This is exactly how Brady started. He wasn't even, wasn't even this good. When he played Brady, I called it. I did call it on this show. I said it because I, I used the comparison that Brady was close to Mr. <laughs> Irrelevant, right? And uh, Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant. Man, y'all got to hold your horses here. Trey Lance is going to win Comeback Player of the Year next year for the 49ers. With the Vikings. <laughs> but no, I, I 100% Brock Purdy can do anything he wants. I think Trey Lance is a starter next year. Win the Super Bowl, lose the Super Bowl. Trey Lance has played scores. football four years, Cody. Yeah, but there's four a side years. that Trey Lance offers that Brock Purdy can't, and that's MVP upside. And I think Brock Purdy's just waiting to get exposed. At this go back Kyle Shanahan is a of, master. We got to go back to the glorious days of yesteryear to see that. I mean, when, when was the last time he played football? 2018, 19? I mean, it was, it was it, three months ago. Yeah, come on. Now, that wasn't playing football. And then Cody, he had was, and then he had all of August, the preseason with the team. So he's he's not completely wait, rusty. This wait, isn't like uh, Cody. Are you saying that the 49ers, no matter what happened, go back to Lance? Oh, yeah. I think that especially <laughs> after this year, there's no reason for Kyle Shanahan to be in a rush you're, to get rid of a Super Bowl winning backup quarterback off your roster. Why would he do that? You're the only you're the only non-addict, non-alcoholic on the show, and you sound like an alcoholic. Oh, Man, this reminds me of the Jaguars episode whenever y'all are dunking on me with the Colts. And the I don't know if you're serious right now. You say, expe- <laughs> you say especially after this year, is exactly the reason why they won't do it. Oh gosh, my head hurts. Cody. Watching hey, Bayless. your Russell Wilson takes this summer discredit your opinion a little. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. What I thought I once knew, I know nothing. Jason's gonna log off. Uh, but no, 
for re- <laughs> like for real, like you think no matter what happens, Purdy throws for three touchdowns, zero oh, picks without in the a Super doubt. Bowl, Trey Lance I think is that be Trey Lance is starting. I think that Trey Lance is starting in September, and I am once again referencing this very episode of me calling it. And it's just one of those things that doesn't seem possible if they win the Super Bowl. I kind of hope they do. That way it makes it interesting. But I don't think there's any why, – why be in a rush to move off of either quarterback? Why not have Brock, Pur- Brock Purdy in your pocket? Draft capital. Lance, that's don't why. Work Draft out. capital. So who's going to – Some who's team comes for, in – Offers a first rounder and a third nobody's rounder. offering a first jump. rounder for Trey Lance. Because yeah, but they you, couldn't. Why would they put him into the starting lineup, Cody? Because why would Kyle Shanahan. But, but 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 some team may offer a first for Purdy. <laughs> um, I, so, I would. Hey, I would. Why not? We've already offered two first, already, two fucking seconds man, for Russell Wilson. We I think well Purdy's gonna up. get exposed before the year's up. Anyways, it might happen this weekend, but I think that Shanahan is obviously has a huge hand in making him look the way he does. And I think he's masking a lot of the things with Brock Purdy's game. Really all he has to do to win all these games is not make mistakes. Well, let's and not forget about Brian Greasy. This, this uh, Eagles defense is going to expose him for that without a doubt. I, I think that they, if the 49ers do win this weekend, it's not because of Brock Purdy, but back to our original take. Yes. Trey Lance is a starter regardless of the playoff outcome. So, but we've sabotaged our own segment <laughs> with Lance v. Purdy. But what happened? So, do you don't you don't think the 49ers care about having a quarterback controversy? Because inevitably, whoever is the starter in 2023, one of them is going to have a rough patch. I don't care yeah, if it's for a, two quarters or two games or four games. Mm-hmm. Fans are going to call for that guy's head and go to Lance. And to me, it seems like you'd be creating a hornet's nest unnecessarily. <laughs> When you've already had a guy who's ultra cheap in Brock Purdy that I think, I mean, I, I don't know how you could look this guy in the face and be like, that's not quite good enough for us. Well, yeah. luckily, luckily they have experience doing this with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo already. They, they've already shown that they're just wanting to win games. And that's why I think that they're going to want to add that Trey Lance X factor to that lineup. It's Shanahan. He's not going to be able to resist himself with CMC and Debo and all of them out there. Mm -hmm. I think that they for sure give him a very solid shot and keep Brock Purdy as the ace up the sleeve. If things don't work out, got their losses. They're all about winning games. They don't care about draft capital. Exactly. You've already seen that. They're all about winning games. So if, (laughs) The quarterback currently starting for them goes out and wins the Super Bowl. They're not going to move off of hey, him. They didn't move off of or Jimmy some G. Unproven, hasn't played in four years. That's they right. Off, they did not move off Jimmy ligaments G for Trey Lance by a, a string. <laughs> <laughs> they may give. They may give him a fair opportunity Division to win the job. Trey Lance. Come on now. Division Man, three. Yeah, we're, North Dakota we're, State. We're one quarterback into my quarterback landing list. I created going to be roasting me. North Dakota State. Carson wins. Carson wins. <laughs> Jason, uh, who do you like? Uh, Eagles or 49ers? Oh man, this is going to be a great game. Uh, I, I, geez, it's, this is exactly kind of who we all thought would get here. I think I was, yeah, I almost I got to I don't want to bet against the against the Niners because God, I don't think that just two weeks ago I said I don't see any team beating them. <laughs> but then you have the freaking 
the the Eagles, who I thought would be potentially a little bit rusty as they faced the Giants, and they weren't at all. Oh my God, they came out firing on all cylinders. There, great run game. Um, you know, uh, Hertz did did just enough. I mean, and then some. I mean, he spread the ball around in but three three different rushing touchdowns or three different rushers with rushing touchdowns is just incredible. Uh, Hertz has two passing touchdowns. It. Uh, and they're and you mentioned their defense is just is just stout, equally as good, I think, as the the Niners from what I've seen. I figured that I just figured they'd be a, and Hertz hasn't really played in the last month, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured they'd be a little bit rough. They weren't at all. So <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. And and I'm I'm glad to, I, I'm glad that we get to see it, to be quite honest. All right, Cody. So we've got bombastically your take out there for 2023, <laughs> but what about 2022 and the NFC championship? Well, it sounds like y'all are rooting for the 49ers. If I had to take a guess with your Brock Purdy fandom over oh, here, I, I, I want the 49ers sh- out of here. We're going to get the last <laughs> pick in the first round. I don't round, give a shit about pick. either team. <laughs> um, I hope they what, tie. You did mention at the, at the start of the episode about how it seems like we haven't had teams this strong. Mm-hmm. I was reading earlier that each team has at least 14 wins this season, including the playoffs, which, I mean, these teams, like you said, they they belong here. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a good game, no matter which game you catch. Uh, my gut is telling me Philadelphia is going to take this one. Uh, I did predict the 49ers just as recently as last week. But, man, the Eagles... They're just so loaded everywhere, and I think what it's going to come down to is um, Jalen Hurts is just – he adds another level and another dimension. I think that if any team can make Brock Purdy start to turn the ball over, it's the Eagles, and the uh, the 49ers already showed just last week against the Cowboys. You know, if it was Brock Purdy throwing the two interceptions instead of Dak, the game probably would have went another way. So um, – I think that the Eagles actually have a defense that's capable of throwing some confusing looks over there. Got veterans at every level that could step up off the bench. I think that they get a few turnovers here and take this one in Philadelphia. And by my estimation, although I didn't go back and watch the film or anything, it seemed that Purdy threw about two or three interception-worthy throws that for some reason, the Cowboys defenders couldn't hold on to, but this is the Cowboys we're talking about on a grand stage, so tomfoolery is bound to happen. And Cody, I'm surprised you weren't pounding your chest because you 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 foresaw this whole 49ers thing back in like July, <laughs> but it was just with the other quarterback. So maybe maybe you're resentful that it, it's it's pretty <laughs> instead no. of you no. subconscious resentment. <laughs> No, I'm just, uh, it's hard to be the guy that roots against Brock Purdy, but I think that not enough people give credit to Kyle Shanahan. So with all the, all the Purdy love and stuff like that, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, he truly is on another level right now. Uh, he might even be the best play caller so far this year up there with Andy Reid and a couple others. Yeah. And let's not forget that Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy's football cards are a sought-after sought commodity right now. Just give oh, you really? a heads up. They are. Oh, oh man. 
Yeah, they're going crazy Kobe, for since those. Since you're uh, you're raining on Purdy's parade, uh, how many kids <laughs> did you tell Santa Claus wasn't real to? <laughs> <laughs> no yes. fun for anybody. Yes. He does not make my rookie quarterback list. Not enough draft capital, <laughs> and that says something because every quarterback that's ever thrown a ball is usually on that list. <laughs> oh, but we're, but we'll, get, we'll get there in no time, fellas, on that list of his. Uh, I got to ask both of you, Viking fans that are on on the panel. Um, so we're in this very unique situation where Kirk Daniel Cousins will be 35 years old in this summer, and that's usually a time where a player either coasts and performs well for two or three more years or begins a decline. Then you look at what most of us think is a quarterback problem in San Francisco, a good problem where the Niners might want to move off of the Lance because how could you look Purdy in the face and say, this isn't good enough, sir? And then C, Kwesi Rafa Mensa used to be for six years in the front office for the 49ers. And I think even if it wasn't a Viking fan making a Trey Lance oh. landing spot list, all of the, the flashing lights kind of say Vikings, especially if the Vikings new leadership regime wants their guy. So Cody, if anything, what type of draft capital would you Vikings give up for Lance? I mean, I think he's worth a top 15 pick. Yeah. Uh, oh, we don't have that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. So at that point, it would be like a a first and a third. I think we'd be getting a hell of a deal, without a doubt. So you'd do it? Oh, uh, I mean, man, I do like me some Kirk Cousins, but yeah, I would do it. That would just mean that we're not rolling with Kirk. I don't think that there's any chance we get Trey Lance. Does put nope. that on the table? Okay, but I think that fair. if any team pays a first and a third, they're they're getting a banger of a deal. I mean especially if they didn't have a chance to get one of the top quarterbacks this year. I put Trey Lance. He could enter this year. Um, what is he, 24 maybe? I don't really know his age, 23. He could enter this class at an advanced age. I'd still have him above the others. But, I mean, that's also with Kyle Shanahan in his year for two years. I can't underestimate or talk about Kyle Shanahan enough <laughs> in, over there in San Francisco. So, I mean – uh, if Trey Lance were to leave San Fran, I probably would be way more down on him. It's that it's that upside and a creative nucleus like San Francisco has right now that has me banging the table for him. Trey Lance from Marshall, Minnesota, is 22 years old at the moment. Wes, Ooh, yeah, that's great. Wes, does Lance to the Vikings move the needle for you, or do you think it's just fool's gold? Um, uh, well, I think it would be a, a neat story and. I do believe that he has talent. I just don't think it's worth worthwhile venture for the Vikings at this current juncture. Um, I'd like them to save their draft capital and make a move uh, in 2024 for the quarterback of the future. Um, just to also jump on what Cody was saying, I I'd previously mentioned that Niners could sell him for a first and a third. And what offer did Cody bring to the table? No, I didn't even third. think about it. You just, bang maybe I just, that drum. You said subliminally that, that heard it. enough. And then you just came back and you uh, just put the cherry well, on I top mean, of my quote. So thank you, they, sir. Yeah, I could see a team, a team like Atlanta doing it or something like that. But uh, who knows? Maybe Minnesota could get them the year after next or even cheaper since Brock Purdy is never going to let go of that job. So, Wes, you think the Vikings are rolling with Cousins for at least one more year to see if 13 wins was a mirage and then get their guy if Kirk does indeed regress a bit? Yeah, I would say 
we've got probably two more years of cousins, okay. maybe a third year. Okay. So you're still, that's, that's your prediction. I'm guessing that uh, you're like the rest of us that wouldn't mind getting the next guy sitting and percolating. If he's, if, you know, if it's the guy that Quasi and Kevin enjoy. Right. All right, cool. Uh, AFC. So it's another game. <clears throat> the thing that stood out to me the most about Bengals bills was you kept waiting for the bills to make it a fourth quarter game, but it turns out they just kind of got their ass beat um, <laughs> at, at home. Uh, it wasn't even because the sh- comeback never showed. It was kind of like that Super Bowl between the Bucks and the Chiefs. I don't think anybody looks back on it and thinks it was a nail biter, but that was an ass kicking. And um, it's same thing. The Bengals thoroughly outplayed the bills and it didn't even look like they were that close to, you know, winning the thing. So all of that said, uh, most of the time when an athlete has a high ankle sprain, that son of a bitch is out for two months. I can tell you because I watch <laughs> NBA games and nope, that doesn't matter. Um, what do you think, Wes, Chiefs or Bengals? I think um, Cincinnati, they continue uh, the trend that's been ongoing and uh, they make it four in a row against Kansas City, uh, going into Kansas City to do that. Uh, they've got a chip on their shoulder. They they feel that the NFL has essentially wronged them in some way for uh, things that out of their control uh, in the aftermath of the Bills game, uh, the regular season Bills game, that is. Um, we talked last week how they had lost components along their offensive line, and we, you know, we were kind of wondering would that cause issues or you know, in protection or whatnot. It it didn't seem to matter. Um, It was a snowy day in in Buffalo and people were talking about how the Bengals had an unfair advantage because they were wearing white jerseys. I mean, (laughs) it's, yeah, this Cincinnati team, they, they have a, a definite chip on their shoulder. It's all led by Joe Burrow and I mean, they, yeah, and Eli Apple. <laughs> um, I I like this Kansas City team that they're going up against, but uh, Cincinnati has their number, so I, I have to go with Cincinnati in this one. Jason, your satellite team, the Bengals, do you like them to defeat your hated Chiefs? Oh, man, I, I don't know how anybody can bet against these guys right now. Um, it's crazy to me that, that, you know, I mean, they, they are by all accounts superior to both the chiefs and the bills <laughs> and with what they just did to the bills, almost with ease, mm-hmm. um, they got a I mean, and, and, you know, and I heard it all year long, uh, they other offensive line just, you know, they, they just can't <laughs> figure that you don't even notice. You don't even notice with that team how oh, bad their offensive line is because, I mean, Burrow makes things look great. Mixon can run at will. It seems like. I mean, they they, they are a well-rounded squad there. And so, yeah, I'm not I'm not betting against them. I am I'm taking the Bengals in this one. And you know it. It's not really going to surprise. I mean, Patrick Mahomes' injury could 
could derail this a little bit for the Chiefs, I would like to think. But then again, he's Patrick Mahomes. He could do whatever the hell he wants normally. But I'm not going to be surprised if if the Bengals, I mean, this Burrow guy almost reminds me, it plays with this chip on his shoulder, similar to what you saw Brady do. Mm-hmm. It's similar to what you saw, I mean, in a weird way, Rodgers, although Rodgers has had nowhere near the success as Brady when it comes to championships, of course. But, mm-hmm. but, 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 it, but he does it with more cockiness in a way and i love that i love i love watching the Bengals play football i really do um so yeah i got the Bengals. i i, I got them by at least 10 wow that's that's bold i forgot to weigh in on the 49ers thing uh, i'm right there with cody that for the purposes of predicting this game i wish the niners just had a, a guy like Derek carr or cousins or stafford because then beyond the shadow of a doubt i picked the 49ers but i'm paranoid that that pretty game I predicted for about a month now is going to show up. And I think it could be against the Eagles, but then you watch the uh, 49ers defense and their linebackers are just so deadly. They don't miss tackles. And uh, then I get right back to the X's and O's of the 49ers thinking, I just don't think they can be out schemed uh, on this page or excuse me. I'm so used to talk about the Patriots at this time of year, the chiefs. Uh, I can't see them losing four straight to the Bengals. I don't think that that's humanly possible. Uh, I think this high ankle sprain, it's just going to be another another rung on the ladder for Mahomes that'll make us live in awe. And because they're at home, I think I'm going to go Chiefs and 49ers, although I don't love the NFC pick because, man, uh, the Purdy thing just really, it leads me to, because there's a couple of those interceptions against Dallas that completely changed the game if those guys just don't drop a surefire pick. Cody, your turn. Yeah, and Brock Purdy has had many throws like that. I feel like yeah. he's going over people's head. Like, they're... They're on the Stafford side of the media bias. Brock Purdy is for sure, <laughs> yeah. without a doubt. Uh, I am just like last week picking the Bengals to win. Wow, I'm the only um, Chiefs guy. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I I want to root for the Chiefs. My roommate's a big Chiefs fan. I got a lot of Chiefs gear in the house. Tony Gonzalez signed jersey right there. <laughs> um, but um, why, man, Cody, I think why, that Cody? the <laughs> I think that the the Mahomes injury, I mean, this guy is he got got by Lou and Romo. Man, I totally butchered that probably. The defensive coordinator for the Bengals. Uh, he got got by him three times already. And I mean, even in these games, yeah, Joe Burrow's out there and the offense is making plays, but really it's Cincinnati's defense that is deciding those three games against Mahomes. And I think that, you know, the first two times the Chiefs were like, oh man, these Bengals bite back. This last time. It was a revelation for the Bengals. The Bengals said, hey, we can go into Arrowhead, I mean, Burrowhead, and they can kick that ass. <laughs> they own that stadium. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Chiefs had to have been rooting for the Bills last week because the Bengals got their number for sure. And I'm looking forward to Eli Apple talking more trash during Super Bowl week. But I'm thinking it's going to be a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl, and that's going to be a pretty fun one to watch, without a doubt. Any- any combination you come up with is going to be a fantastic Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. And I got a question. Is there a rule that states that the Bengals cannot wear those white helmets? God, that'd be sweet if they came out with those. Because they already sure they got to whatever wear, they want. Yeah, they because they already got to wear their whites, right? Uh, going yep. into Arrowhead. So, yeah, man. Oh, God, that'd be sweet if they came with their white helmets. <laughs> that 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 uniform has to be the cleanest uniform I've ever seen. 
All right, Wes. Um, so that that puts to bed the championship Sunday talker. There's a couple juicy ones that we'll talk about right now and probably for the next six weeks. Of course, not on every single show, but I'm going to ask you these. I got some I got some placement questions about various men. Uh, where does Tom Brady land, if anywhere? Uh, right back in Tampa Bay. What? Really? Boring. Yeah, I know it's boring, but I think he surveys the landscape. He's comfortable enough in uh, in Tampa. Uh, he made the playoffs with the losing uh, record seven and nine, seven and ten, whatever the hell it was. Some some bull crap that uh, he was able to get his team into the playoffs under. And I think realizing that he thinks that. You know, the NFC South is his best bet to uh, return to the playoffs again. Much like LeBron, he he knows once he's in the playoffs, he has a chance. So uh, I think that's enough for him. One thing that's weird if that happens is it will have seemed like we blinked and Brady played four seasons for the Bucks. Isn't that bizarre? <laughs> he's already completed three. And usually when icons wrap up their career they throw just an additional shitty year at the end of their resume like you know maybe not shitty but montana went to the chiefs and it always seems like that but by the time this is done if indeed west is correct it will be four complete seasons for brady and tampa and in some some ways it feels like he just got there uh jason brady the goat where does it go oh man i can't if anywhere yeah i i can't if i would have gotten a better outing of of him uh, in the playoffs, I would have, I would have predicted maybe, uh, Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, maybe reuniting there with McDaniels, but I, I don't know how anybody Tampa included would want that guy on their team. I mean, other than obviously just because it's Tom Brady, boy, he put on, he put out a bad, bad, bad game, bad game on tape. I, I mean, that was, that was brutal. Um, I don't know exactly how or why or what went wrong there, but I mean, he was a big reason for that loss. It was an awful game. I, I don't know. I mean, and then I didn't watch much of their, their season at all, but you guys alluded to the fact that every game looked like that for the most part, with the exception of maybe the last quarter. Um, well, so if it in looked, the last quarter, he looked, yeah, he, yeah. he went back to old Brady every fourth quarter, except for the playoffs. Yeah, but, but if he looked like that all year, uh, for the most part, with the exception of that last quarter on the occasional game, because let, let's be honest, they still finished with a losing record. So it didn't happen in every fourth quarter. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying it, but I think it's time for him to maybe just, you know, it, it, I, I'm sure Tampa would want him back if he wanted to. And I'm sure that there's a couple, there's at least a dozen teams out there that would welcome him too. But I, I don't know how I wouldn't. Yeah, I think uh, if you just kind of look at the league, I bet you half the league would take him for one more. Oh yeah, one more ride, um, because it, you owe it to him to figure out. Unlike any other guy, if this, if he truly is at the end, I mean, it, you, he's going to be forty six, so it shouldn't be that mysterious. He should, you know, be well retired, like a decade, but he's not. And I think um, the traditional rules that we would say, oh, this guy's washed. You can suspend them for Brady because he deserves the benefit of the doubt to figure out, all right, does he have one more run somewhere? Or as Wes says, back in Tampa Bay, 
Cody, retirement, the Bucks, or a new team for Thomas Brady? Tom Brady, step right up. You are a Miami Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> they get their man after all. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they get their man. Yeah. I mean, Brady Brady just moves a little bit away. Uh, no state tax. Uh, he still gets to be close to his kids. Don't got to go back to court for any of that stuff. Um, I think he makes an easy move in Miami. I mean, the Miami's owner pretty much already gave up a first and a third round pick for him and thousands of dollars. Uh, I think Brady could go to Miami and we could see a bunch of dominoes start to fall, including both Tua and Lamar getting moved because of that. Oh, well, one thing, well, last thing I will say, and I do kind of agree with that, but it, it, if you watch that game, the Bucks playoff game, and it's not like he looks any different out there, really, you know, as, as far as his drop back and his, his vision and different things like that, you know, like when you saw Peyton Manning go off the cliff in a dramatic fashion, <laughs> it's not like he looks that way. Dude. I mean, he could still throw the nice deep oh. ball. He still throws it nice over the middle. He's still, uh, but something just wasn't quite there. And, 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 and it very well could have been just mental right yeah. he had a lot going on this year well i know i feel like i know exactly what it was it was coaching i mean bruce arian steps down they fire their offensive coordinator half the staff i mean yeah that's I true think tom brady willed them to the playoffs and you look at a team like miami i mean two was good and all but they were just like kyle shanahan and san fran i mean these guys these receivers are getting schemed open with two three yards of separation they need someone who can hit on these. Uh, I think that they they would love to take Tom Brady on. I mean, of course, they'd probably like to keep Tua too, but they also, this season, probably for sure, know Tua's limitations. And unfortunately, that might also be health-related. But at the very least, it's, you know, not playoffs not at this point. <laughs> I think it's crazy. And who <laughs> always goes to playoffs? I think it's crazy. You guys are talking about how you guys might get two or three more years out of cousins, which would put him at age 38. (laughs) And we're we're talking about Brady. I mean, that guy's going to play till he's 50. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cousin. We're talking about Brady. Like his, his next team is if he's going to play till 48 and we're just all would assume that cousins will be washed at 38. No question about it. He's the most QB in the league. Yeah. Only, only a 10 year difference. I mean, no big deal. (laughs) The weird part about uh, Brady and his landing spots is that you have to start to examine what team would he want to go to with weaponry and a defense that already doesn't have their franchise quarterback. Because there's several teams like the Chargers or the Bengals or the Ravens who seem to have their guy and that have a good defense or have both a good weaponry arsenal. And that really leaves the cabinet pretty skimpy. I think it uh, comes back to a reunion with the Patriots or uh, the Raiders just because of Devante and uh, Josh McDaniel, even though, you know, his head coaching acumen isn't, isn't too tremendous, but yeah, I, oh man, I think, I think it's probably more realistic, but I like what Wes said. Uh, I think, I think when you scratch the surface, it feels realistic that he'll go to one more stop. But when you decompress or digest what Wes says that, once he looks to the lay of land, it might just be like a well, all these teams that already have all the shit that I want, they already got their two hundred million dollar quarterback, and that might be the uh, the way of it. Well, we compare him to LeBron a lot. God, yeah, how, how iconic would that be if he went back to New England? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, I think Mac Jones is about to go off in New England. Bill O'Brien oh, just got hired back. <laughs> Man, hey, he coached Mac Jones at Alabama. I, I haven't been able to talk to you guys since Bill O'Brien got hired. I know I have a young quarterback fetish, but Mac Jones is going off too. He's going to oh. You've the got that Patriots team is going back to the playoffs. Seven and a half months to talk about that talker <laughs> and, con- and convince us. Speaking of LeBron, I like to point out to all of the NBA listeners that every time I tune in, which is pretty frequently to um, the Lakers this season, it always seems like LeBron keeps getting better this season and it, it, it just never drops off for the love of god it's so we say strange. that every year too don't no, we? and god. i and I, <laughs> I i'm such a lifelong lebron guy that every season i go into it the last five years on eggshells like all right i have to be prepared this is going to be the year where he looks a little <laughs> slow it never happens you know? no no his <laughs> beard gets a little longer maybe last night god, god. so good it is so freaking good. All right. That exact conversation <laughs> we just had about Roger or excuse me. I buried the lead uh, or screwed it up. Uh, we had about Brady. We're going to do about Rogers and Wes. You're going to kick it off Rogers to the Packers to retirement or to elsewhere. Rogers to retirement. Mm. Your answers are so boring. Rogers <laughs> I know to they're boring. They're no, boring, but they are to, correct. We need him to go be extra <laughs> somewhere else so I can be a big fan. It's that cap hit. Mm-hmm. The, it's like the $90 million cap hit or whatever the hell uh, albatross that they have with him. It It's going to force him to either be a Packer or into retirement. And I just don't know if he wants to go back to Green Bay. I, I think he wants to... Uh, live his life in Hollywood or in the mountains somewhere and, <laughs> and just tripping out. Yeah. Let him be, man. <laughs> I think the thing that he needs to be cognizant of, of going to the Packers, going back to the Packers is that their, their little downturn in October and in November, that wasn't because they were like, you know, missing 12 guys. Like they just played, but he included didn't play very well. And so that could very reasonably happen again in the new standard. If unless he has another resurgence like he did in 2020 or whatever, uh, this could be the new norm where they go, you know, nine and eight and 10 and seven. And we already know when they go 13 and four or 13 and three, they lose in the playoffs anyway. So it's tricky to, for him to look at Green Bay and be like, all right, this is it's going to be different this year when really w- what's going to be different. Watson is more established. That could help. But I don't. When they were at the peak of their powers in the last five years, they still weren't good enough to beat the 49ers. Uh, Jason Rogers next. Oh, I can't believe we're having this conversation about Rogers. Three straight years. Three straight years. And he just signed that deal last year. This guy <laughs> is getting. No, I, I don't even care. I, I'd rather not even talk about him on this show, to be quite honest. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And I don't care where he ends up. I, I mean, people have, I think I'm not the only one that's, that's sick of this either. I mean, really, why would he, the, the, the Packers aren't going to trade him? I mean, it's, I mean, no way that happens. And why would he even suggest it when he could have just, you know, done that last year? Yeah. I mean, because he's Rogers and he's freaking an egomaniac, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's retirement sounds pretty good. Just, I, I hope he does just retire. Go away. Cody. If indeed they somehow come to some sort of financial reworking where he could be traded and it doesn't devastate the Packers. Um, you can pretty much take a Sharpie marker and cross off every NFC team. I do not think they'll give him to an NFC team it would have to go to the AFC. So who would that be? 
or none of them in retirement or back to Green Bay? The Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Reunited with his best friend. Really, this is probably, I, I mean, I have Aaron Rodgers. He's out of all the quarterbacks on the carousel this offseason. He's the one that, although it's only AFC for me as well, he's the one that I'm like, man, no, Colts. He's going to go to the Colts. And then I'll be like, no, no, he's going to go to the Jets. I even photoshopped him in a Jets jersey like two months ago because I was convinced I wanted to get it out there. Man, I think he could go to the Raiders. Uh, Josh McDaniels, he could just be wanting to get out of the stink of this season and just go straight forward with a guy he knows that can get it done. Um, Rodgers would love all the attention. That comes with being uh, in Vegas and with the move. I think they definitely work something out. And I think the Raiders are reckless enough to, you know, if this, I think it's it's probably not a great move for the future, but I think they're reckless enough to dole out some picks or um, to help pay some of the contract. I mean, I'm, I'm confident some way or another, something could get worked out with that deal. Um, Does Devonte Adams like Aaron Rodgers? Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I think so for sure. Yep. But um, before we were having this conversation on my phone, I had Rodgers to the Colts and I had Jimmy G to the Raiders. I think the Raiders could go after Aaron Rodgers or they could go after Jimmy G and maybe draft like uh, the fourth best quarterback in the draft this year. I think that's also definitely a move that Josh McDaniels could make to kind of be like, you know, that my first season was something else. Let me get time to install this rookie let's get jimmy in here for a couple games to run this offense the right way but i mean it would be cool to see aaron Rodgers in vegas talk about a great division <laughs> in addition no it's not a great division <laughs> give me a break in addition to uh rogers and brady and not without any surprise things that come up here soon in the next month uh you have Derek carr who will be part of the carousel uh, and, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, possibly half hour ago, we debated this Trey Lance, uh, depending on Rogers going back to green Bay, Jordan love could be part of the Lamar. carousel, uh, Lamar, but I'm, I'm, I'm convinced the Ravens will figure something out with him. And then to a very lesser extent, uh, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold might be a patch over to, uh, some rookie quarterback. And that's all in addition to the five dudes or whatever that'll be selected in first round. So it'll be an interesting, yeah, let's see. Four, no, three months of our show until we lead up to the draft. All right. The last thing I want to ask you, rapid fire. Uh, Wes, the Denver Broncos next head coach is who? I will go with Jason's favorite, Dan Quinn. <laughs> yeah. Now, Jason's had about three favorites, I think. Yeah. No, no. My favorite has remained the same. And so has uh, Greg Penner's favorite and the Walton ownership group's favorite. It hasn't wavered. It hasn't changed. And nothing about the situation has changed except for some mumblings out of Jim Harbaugh's mouth. It will be Jim Harbaugh. I don't care that he called Penner and told him that he was going back to Michigan or not. Doesn't matter. None of that matters. They have zero second interviews lined up. Zero. So what was the point? Is it a ruse? I don't know why. I have no clue. I, I have no clue. But it's Jim Harbaugh until proven otherwise. Okay. And that's, that's the cra- <laughs> that's based on your I know it's what you want, but is it is it what you think will happen? Well, 
I don't believe it's going to happen, but that's what I want to happen. So I am going to will it into existence. I just, I just think it's, it's so strange to me that the, what's going on and what I'm witnessing out there in Denver right now, that there's just nothing crickets, nothing is going, it's either him or D'Amico Ryan's out of mm-hmm. San Francisco. That's um, I think, that's but I, I want to, uh, I want to stay with the, with Harbaugh on this, and uh, I don't know why. It's not like that's been reported by anybody at all. Um, no, I, I tweeted out there, and people people don't even comment on that because that's how ridiculous it is. But hey, I love Jim Harbaugh, and I want him there. He's the only person that could change that team around, in my opinion. Uh, Cody, let's see if I get all these. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Ajiro Avero. David Shaw, Jim Caldwell, Sean Payton, Raheem Morris, Demeco Ryan's, and Dan Quinn. Who is it? And it, I think it's Ryan's. Well, I, I really think it's Ryan's. Um, I whenever I was younger and starting to follow the league more in like 2008. I, one of the first lessons I learned whenever a lot of things, when it comes to a lot of things, NFL is there's like a pendulum. And a lot of teams, as soon as they experience one side of the pendulum swing, they want the other side. So whether that's like having a soft-spoken coach and then they want someone like Mike Zimmer and then they're done with Mike Zimmer and they want a soft-spoken good guy again, I think these Broncos are experiencing, please, whatever the opposite of Nathaniel Hackett is, that's what we need in our building. And I think D'Amico Ryans has shown that he's a fantastic leader, someone that the that can connect with the younger generation and these guys can rally around. And you got to think as a defensive coordinator going onto a team, you at least want a little bit of talent on that side of the ball, maybe to kind of help establish a culture. And honestly, Denver has a great situation for someone to be walking into, at least on the defensive side of the ball. And as much as the Broncos have been dunked on, the offensive side isn't so completely barren either. If you get an offensive line coach in there to help with the offensive line, I mean, you got two decent tight ends, a good young running back who should hopefully be coming along strong, and your wide receiver core is pretty much set. And for better or worse, so is your quarterback. I think that's a great situation for D'Amico Ryans to walk into, and what a challenge to shut down those other offenses in that division. I think he's up to the task. I'm all for D'Amico Ryans. I would be too on a. I would be too if we weren't coming off of three first-time head coaches. (laughs) That's the problem that we're running into. This is seven years of doldrum, bottom-feeding football. I mean, finally, we now have an owner with the with the with the purse strings to basically do and get whomever he wants. And they know, I mean, they were so embarrassed last year. Are they willing to take a, take a chance? I mean, I think he'd be a great fit too. And like you said, it'd be a great situation for him to walk into, but do they really want to risk that with another first time head coach? This for this coach is going to report directly to the owner. Yep. And that's exactly why I think that, you know, it could be a first-time head coach. Do they really want a Jim Harbaugh in there in their face telling them, you know, we're not going <laughs> to do it this way? I don't care what you want. We're not starting that guy. That I mean, that's the type of guy Jim Harbaugh is. Yeah, but these guys Michael don't Ryan's. know much about football either. So <laughs> why would we're, we're, we're you you say that? But how do they really <laughs> not? They were there like every step of the way this season this I year. Mean, but they've been getting they've been getting uh, you know, they've been calling around mm-hmm. to people that know 
Hey, I mean, you know, they're, they're figuring it out as they go. But it, I mean, I, in my mind, I'm thinking they want some guy that they know can come in there and fucking run shit. Not yeah. take a chance that he could be able See, to. I run think D'Amico Ryans will be like that. You talk about like Robert Sala and uh in New York. I mean, well, I mean, I guess Elijah Moore did kind of speak out of pocket a well, couple of times. Think, but a lot but of like times you just he, said it that guy's like think, a dictator. You think and I think he could be that way. Oh, we don't yeah, know. Sure. We for know sure. Harbaugh. We I know, know when sure. I know whenever we were interviewing Harbaugh, I was scared to death we were gonna hire this dude. Man, I don't think that that type of style works in the NFL these days. Maybe in college, but even in college, I think it's gonna start to get phased out with the nil. I think that D'Amico Ryan's being able to connect and how he has that 49ers team playing for him. There's the 49ers defense, and as good as the next defense is. There's the 49ers defense and then 31 other defenses. And I think that's not for Kyle Shanahan. That's for D'Amico Ryans. And what did the Broncos have a lot of? They had a lot of quit in them. What did the yeah. 49ers have a lot of? No quit. They got <laughs> grit. I mean, that how could you not love that? Especially you, these new owners getting skin in the game. They're going to want that next superstar. And I'd be D'Amico Ryans. He's, he's a big I had Ryans. Sure. I had Ryans. What two weeks ago to Denver? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I now I now have him going home to Houston. Oh, that'd be uh, a good one too. There's a lot of things attracting him that way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a homecoming the, for him, so that's where I have him landing. The reason mm-hmm. Cody that Harbaugh was so confusing when that really looked like it was a done deal for the Vikings is because you went from a prickly head coach and Zimmer to an even pricklier one in yeah. Harbaugh who was even it's weirder like, than Zimmer. Yeah, it's like the pendulum is swinging. Yeah. I was like, no, we're already too far this way. We're yeah. going to go even well, farther. It's, well, the, the ownership, when the season ended on January 10th, after Zimmer and Sumer Fire got up on a podium and said, we're going through, we're going for a new collaboration of our new culture of collaboration and change. And then they're interviewing Harbaugh, which it's his collaboration and nobody else's because I mean that's the way he he wins football is that he does it his way and it usually works. Um, so I've I've thought and I think said a lot on the show that I believe Sean Payton ends up with the Cardinals because he inherits a quarterback with all kinds of talent and it kind of just emulates what he had in New Orleans and he can coast so long as he can manage Kyler Murray's Kyler Murray's uh, video game playing and moods and I think he can do that. <laughs> However, if I'm wrong. Um, then I would say Peyton to the Broncos, and then the secondary prediction would be indeed Ryan's um, because Wes talked us into it, and uh, Cody confirmed it this evening. So I would say, I, I don't know, I, I I I see where you're coming from, Jason, but I don't understand why he would just say I'm not going to coach, and then he goes back, and then why would he why would he even do that? Well, it's it's such an interesting thing, you know. I mean, because he goes and he interviews with Denver. Mm-hmm. And it's like a day or so later, you know, he, we get the news that he called the Penner group and said, you know, I'm going to go back to Michigan. And that's mm-hmm. all we've heard about. He does like, he didn't interview with anyone else. And I know that there's a, San, a Stanford connection there with uh, some of the ownership group and him. And it's just like, it, what, what was said during that interview from what the reports that I'm hearing is that he wanted that job offered to him during that two-hour interview yeah, that, that this sounds exactly like the vikings what a psycho <laughs> yeah they didn't do it um you know and so then he just goes and says yeah i'm going back to michigan but i mean so because he said that though does that i mean I, who's to say that they're still not 
you know, talking to him yeah. somehow and saying, you know what? I mean, they interviewed him first. They wanted him on the radar immediately. Yeah. So maybe, maybe him saying I'm heading back to Ann Arbor was posturing because he was butthurt or something. Cause that's yeah, exactly because what happened with the Vikings. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no new deal for like seven hours. There's no new deal with <laughs> Michigan or anything like that. He's under so much scrutiny with the, with the NCAA right now. Oh yeah. Buying I mean, cheeseburgers. You know, for whatever the, the, that's going on. I mean, you know, so, I mean, if he was interested, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, it's so weird to me because there's, there's zero second interview set up right yeah. now. There is the Sean Payton's interview got postponed for Cripe's <laughs> sake. I feel like everybody's waiting on the 49ers and Eagles to be done with football. So yeah. they can nab some of those assistants. Yeah. yeah, and that could very well be the case too, and that's why there's no second interviews. But either way, I would like to believe that their mind is already made up. Yeah. And if that is D'Amico Ryan's, so be it. But if that's the case, they got huge competition for with them for with Houston. So if that, <laughs> I mean, so I don't know how you could have a surefire thing going with him when that's not you know Houston. I think looks more like a front runner to me with him to begin with. So if there isn't not, if I just don't know, I, I have no clue. I don't know why you wouldn't have any second round interviews and they let go of Rosberg today, who was the, you know, the fill in interim coach. So whoever, I don't know that you do that really, unless you already know who the coach is. I believe they know who it is. Yeah. This is uh, all, this is all like the blueprint for what happened to the Vikings last year. With Harbaugh, who felt like it was a done deal. He wasn't offered the job. He went back to Ann Arbor, signed a new deal with them. Then we waited. There weren't second interviews. And it was because they had their eyes on O'Connell, uh, who they couldn't hire officially until after the Super Bowl. So it's either it's either your Harbaugh theory is right, or they're waiting for a man who is still coaching this weekend. And then, then they got to hope, though, that, that he takes that job, yeah. right? Because... Denver also interviewed uh, O'Connell and yeah. who's, who's to say that, you know, God, that's a lot of, that's a lot of faith to put into one basket when mm-hmm. you're missing out on these second interviews. And in, you know, this Sean Payton was supposed to be a coveted asset too. They didn't even interview him a second time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I mean, I'm just thinking if I'm the ownership group, I'm like, I'm not taking any chances. I already know what this guy can do. I want this guy. They interviewed him first. They obviously want him too. And somebody that can come in there, do things his way and get the franchise back on track. Um, I love D'Amico Ryans as well, but I, God, I just don't know that I'm going to, I'm taking that chance on another first round coach. Yeah, man, they could hire average Joe down the street and you're going to be hyped when he gets announced. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) No, he's done being hyped. Yeah, Yeah, he's all skeptical this summer. (laughs) He got hurt too much. I have been, man. The group is a mixture. (laughs) Group is a mixture of Harbaugh, Peyton, Demeco, and Dan Quinn. So we'll we'll keep tabbing. Who knows? Probably won't. This rate won't even happen next week. Peyton the Fox. We will be back in one yeah. week to chat about the upcoming. <laughs> They'll bring back Vance Joseph. <laughs> we'll chat about the Super Bowl next week and then any developments. We're back as coaches thereafter. Gentlemen, you have a wonderful week. All right. Good night, guys. All right. Take it easy. Later. 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 Thank 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.